0: Oh, live from New York, it's the show that's wishing you a very happy new year. It's First Things First. Oh, oh that's nice of yeah, you. Yeah, not sarcastic or go. some sort of biting commentary yeah, nice from you. Yeah, nice job. Uh, today on the show, the Bucks try to fend off the frisky Panthers. Does Brady have a new offensive plan to unlock this team? Hmm. Meanwhile, Rodgers, a favorite at Lambeau against the Vikings. Will Nick owe Aaron Rodgers an apology come Monday? And finally, it's Friday. That means it's going to be the season finale of television's hottest show, It's Upset Alerts. Oh, wow.
1: You're not doing it next
0: week. Well, I will do I'm saying it's for the year. Oh, I got you. Okay. We, we operate by the oh, okay. calendar year for Upset followed. Alert. Okay, got Alongside you. Greg Jennings, who's in for Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick? Yeah. For some reason, they're running Chiefs footage. A little
1: spoiler alert. Yeah, that does A little mean. Easter egg. I mean, you put the Chiefs on Upset Alert against the Texans, and it was mortifying for you. What? I mean, it was not even close. Dusty, is so that, you're that close? close you're, you're not, not going to on that, on that same again. I know that much. Did Lost not win. six points.
0: Did not win in regulation. We start with the game of the night, Cowboys versus what was left of the Titans after injuries and strategic rest. Al Michaels loved it. Uh, Dak goes for two touchdowns to Dalton Schultz. That's the good news. Want to hear the bad news, Greg? Yeah. Uh, Also threw two interceptions to Byard. Dallas wins by 14, so we're happy? Kinda. Here's Dak.
1: To be able to play this position, uh, you've got to have a short-term memory. Whether the interception you feel is your fault, not your fault. Whether you throw it to the guy uh, and uh, lose out on points before half or not, you got to be able to turn the page uh, and just move on. Uh, I mean, that that's something that honestly, I mean, I take pride in. Obviously, you know, you're not trying to have that adversity or cause that adversity, but um, good or bad, uh, I'm on to the next play, and that's just. uh, I think that's an example of it there, and just not only me, but but the whole team. All right, listen. The first pick was not Dak's fault. Nope. The first pick. There, there are different grades of kind of his fault, totally his fault, not his fault at all. First one, not his fault at all. It's a perfect pass that the tight end bounced to the Titans, to, to, to Kevin Byer. But the second pick was terrible. And the second pick was his fault. And the lost exchange was at least partially his fault, which was the other turnover. But the second pick is the one I really want to focus on because, Greg, he telegraphed that pass. It was in a position where you were taking points off the board for your team, giving points to Tennessee right before the half, when Tennessee didn't even want to compete for a full game. You forced them to compete for a full game. And I am pleading with Dak Prescott who now is tied for the league lead in interceptions with Derek Carr, who doesn't have a job or a locker, it seems, anymore, as they sent him home, in Bart because of the interceptions. you got to cut this part out. Because the, the Cowboys' edge, Greg, going into the NFC playoffs should be Dak Prescott. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has no experience. Brock Purdy has no experience. Brady's got all the experience in the world, but everybody thinks the team stinks. Kirk Cousins has minimal experience, and it's not good. Whoever the Washington is starting at quarterback has minimal to no experience, whether it's Wentz or Heineke. Obviously, Daniel Jones has no experience. Geno Smith has no experience. Dak is supposed to be the edge. The reason someone should right now, if they wanted to pick the Cowboys to win the conference, their number one argument should be, do they have the best quarterback, the healthiest best quarterback in the NFC playoff bracket? But not if he keeps throwing these boneheaded picks. And that second one was really bad. So, listen, you and I both said they should be able to dominate this game. I know they won by 14. It didn't feel particularly dominant. No. So I don't know that they should feel great. And Dak's got to clean that up, and he's running out of time to do it.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. When you watch the game, you we all wanted to see them play a clean game, both yeah. offensively and defensively. We didn't see any of that. Not only just with Dak, but even with their defense. Their defense didn't look great. They gave up a lot of passing yards to Josh Dobbs, who, eight days in, That's throwing all over prior the party.
3: Yesterday,
1: Josh Dobbs had 45 career yards. Exactly, and the pass rush career was kind
2: of non-existent. But I, it's okay right now for Dak to throw these interceptions and they still win and him have those post-game interviews. So do you want because they you? win?
0: Yeah. Can I stop you, Greg? Hmm. Do you want to hear like more "Woe is me"? I, I gotta, I gotta clean this up. I promise you, Tim Tebow style. I will never throw another interception again. I don't
2: even need to hear that. I know he means what he's saying. But he's, he's like, "Yeah, he
0: right, I take pride in forgetting about it." Like you keep forgetting about it because you keep on throwing it's, interceptions.
2: It's it's just going to. It doesn't have the same effect. The more we hear this same type of commentary the moment he throws a pick and he goes to the post-game interview, and it's like, you know, I I don't want to be throwing these interceptions. I got to be more mindful, but I move on. Yeah, you move on, but you're putting the ball into the possession of an opponent who then is going against your defense, who is second to last, in giving up yards right now the only other team detroit in the last three games the last three games yep. they're second to last in giving up passing yards in the last three games you can't do that right now against
1: a defense with a defense that is struggling they're also and i'll just add one more point I, the cowboys have allowed more points off interceptions than any team in the league So when Dak does turn it over, the defense doesn't respond and hold him. So Dak's thrown 14 picks. The the opponent has scored 60 points on those. Some context, Rogers thrown 11 picks, so three fewer. But his defense has only allowed 19 points on those. So the Packers defense, when Rodgers is screwed up, has stepped up and helped him Mm -hmm. out. The Cowboys have not been able to do it. It's just this is where the yeah, but with the Cowboys is, is going into the playoffs you, have, you still have, or at least I still have, the voice in the back of my head saying Mike McCarthy. It's Mike McCarthy back there. and I know that's your guy, Greg. And then you have the quarterback who the the thing he had done best throughout his career was protect the football. And all of a sudden, it's every single game this season, pre- and or I guess this season, that he's thrown the ball at least 25 times. He's turned the ball over. Like, that... That should make you at least slightly nervous
0: about their postseason hopes. Greg, can I ask you a question about the types of interceptions these are? Because Mac Jones, the baby goat, Mm -hmm. dirtiest player in football, uh, was throwing the ball to the wrong team, came back from injury, and it was real emphasis on, okay, we're going to play ball security. But the offense got far more conservative. So now Dak is throwing a bunch of interceptions, but they do put up a ton of points. Are you, is that the devil's bargain that you're willing to make? Like, you know what? Number one scoring team in the league, but Dak occasionally gives it away. We don't want to bring you know, pull the reins in, run the Cooper Rush offense, and not score enough points.
2: Yeah, it's risk-reward, right? Like, if you're going to throw the ball around, you're, you're running the risk of turning the ball over or throwing interceptions. It goes up, obviously. But with Dak Prescott, he's always thrown a lot. Like, and did, uh, right. ev- outside of his first year, Dak Prescott in the second year, his, he's thrown the ball around a lot. And he's never really looked like this and ha- never thrown interceptions like this as consistently week after week after week. I believe this is like his fourth, fifth or sixth game in a row of throwing an interception. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't win meaningful games and you're losing the takeaway battle. Like you it, can't do that consistently against good teams that you're talking about yeah. that are going to be in the playoffs. This team is a playoff team. You talk about fearing a team like the Bucks or the Panthers if you have to go down there and play
1: in one of those spots. You can't turn the ball over. Well, and, and the, Where I'll give Dak credit is, even after, if you just looked at the passes he threw in the second half, which was after he had a three-turnover first half, he is not shying away from the tight window throws. The touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz was a nice pass. Mm-hmm. Dalton was covered. He threw it, lofted it right over the defense. He hit CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, both of which on different, I think, third-down conversions, where they are tight window throws and he fits it in there. He believes in his ability to go out and make these plays, and I give him credit for it, but it's not great plays being made by the defense. The Bayard pick, the second one, he was just staring his receiver down, and Bayard, who's a really good player in this league, said, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe you're going to trick me by pump faking and going elsewhere, but I think you're just telegraphing where you're going to throw, and that's... The, the margin of error for the Cowboys because the defense, once again, another game where Lawrence Taylor doesn't get a sack. They might take him out of the Hall of Fame, guys. Okay. Uh, Lawrence Taylor, I mean, he's got. You he's, were saying the, that. No. You were the. I you're said, like, you know what? I'm going to dial it back a little no, bit. No, I never said he was Lawrence Taylor. I said. He would look like the defensive player of the year. Said, and I said that before a uh, generational player, I believe that can be true and not be the greatest defensive player ever. But let's not argue about Michael Parsons right now, who's not going to win defensive player of the year because Nicky Bosa is it, because the defense is not wreaking the havoc it was earlier in the season. The offense, there is more of a responsibility on the offense, and you're right. They are producing yards and points, but they can't average two turnovers a game and expect that to be the recipe for a deep playoff. All right, let's look at Super Bowl odds. Cowboys have the sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl, plus 1,100.
0: Well, the Bills right there. Is this a misprint? No, hey, Dusty, did you favorite. double-check this? They've been the
1: favorites all year. Vegas loves them.
0: That's fine. Oh, I thought I was going to yell yeah. at Dusty. Vegas loves Chiefs them. Chiefs and Eagles tied at two. 49ers, Bengals, and the Cowboys. Uh, so, Greg, do you consider the Cowboys,
2: you know, legit Super Bowl contenders? Yeah, they're in the NFC. Like, they have a legitimate chance. You talked about it. They have arguably the one of the best quarterbacks that's going to be playing in the sure. postseason uh, in that conference. But – for me, it, it's all about what they didn't have last night and what they better have moving forward consistently, and that's Tony Pollard. Oh. Like, Tony Pollard is, is very impactful for this team. J- just to get, put some context in it, in the games that they have lost, Tony Pollard has either not played or he's been limited in touches. And their explosive plays as far as offense is non-existent. That can't happen. We watched them last night, and the one thing that we've seen them do when Tony Pollard is in the game is have explosive plays Mm -hmm. consistently or be able to run the ball. They didn't. They weren't able to do either. They had a couple explosive runs with the young kid at running back, but Ezekiel Elliott looked completely different, and obviously offensively they looked different. Tony Pollard is the key to this team thriving offensively, taking some of that additional pressure off of Dak Prescott. But I do still think this is a Super Bowl contending
1: team, uh, I, 100%. And I think the five teams ahead of them are the exact five teams that should be ahead of them: the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals. And the Niners and the Eagles, because the Eagles right now have a buy, right now are the one seed with a bye, and the Cowboys would have to go on the road three consecutive weekends. We would Correct. think in order to get there. I think those. I think they are the sixth most likely team to win the Super Bowl. They have the sixth best odds. If you think there are six contending teams, the Cowboys are obviously one of those six. I, there is one other interesting thing I just want to bounce off you quickly here, Greg. If the Eagles win on Sunday against the Saints. The Cowboys are locked into the fifth seed. Would you be okay if you're Dallas with that performance yesterday being the last time Dak plays? Before the postseason. Yes. So you would rest it. I'm going to tell if, you. If Philly, because if Philly wins, they're the, Philly yep. is the one. And you can't move. And you can't move. You can't you're the move. five. You'd give them the time off, even though it was a kind of shaky performance.
2: Yep. I give them the time off. The reason why is because we all watched that game last night. And he got dinged. And we saw yeah. him scramble, get yeah. tackled, get up, and he was limping. Yep. You I mean, I could only imagine the feeling of that sideline and that fan base when they saw Dak Prescott get up from what seemed to be nothing. Nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he's limping. No, I can't take that. I can't take I that chance. You. I can't run that. But it's risk. also
1: why you wish they had looked super correct sure. because it might be the last time they all play. Yeah, because if Philly wins,
0: they're playing for nothing. Jerry Jones said it's like a hyperextended knee, perhaps. Jerry Jones also yeah. not a doctor.
1: Doctor Jerry. Jones. Uh, <laughs>
0: Josh Dobbs last night yes. looked pretty good. Nick has his business card. I do. 20 for 39, 232 yards, touchdown and interception. Yeah. Okay, Pastor
1: Ray. I think, actually, he played better than those numbers He suggest. did. I agree. He got he got unlucky on a couple third down drops. I thought he actually looked pretty good. Oh, thanks. I thought he looked no great. No That's what body. I was saying. I was just trying to support you, buddy. <laughs> Here's Mike Rabel. <laughs> oh, so.
3: We're excited about having Malik. We are. We're excited about some of the things that he's done, and, and we'll continue to, you know, just... Just digest this over the weekend and kind of make a decision. And Malik has has worked hard. Um, yeah, but then we just have to kind of you know, see where we're at with the quarterback position here going down to the last week of the season.
0: He looks like the, he's ready for the season to be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i sorry. I had a different take. That's what I heard it. Sound. I didn't watch that. Uh, all right. So t- Tennessee didn't really need to win this game. Nope. The winner next week against the Prince who was promised. Yep. Wins it all. Wins it all. Mm-hmm. But goes they take the, it.
1: Pl- yep, goes to the playoffs.
0: So, can you guarantee a Trevor win? What are you feeling? Of
1: course, this is the, the lead, lead pipe lot guarantee. Wow. That let me say something about the Titans just very quickly. You remember the preseason when Malik Willis was running around? Vrabel got super they angry. Took him out. Yeah. Took him yeah. out. Was like, we need you to work on your passing. Well, smash cut. Five months later, and now Malik Willis, I don't think is going to play in their final game of the year because he, his passing is so. He's th- started three games, he hasn't thrown for 100 yards. It's not existent. Yeah, so you got to go do Josh Dobbs. No, he's a third-round pick. You're going to try no, to develop geez. it long-term. They okay. expect him to play this year. But I, the the Jags are going to win this week against Texans. Then they're going to beat the Titans. And I told you guys when we had our trumpeters here, and I'll mm-hmm. say it again. They're going to be hosting the Los Angeles Chargers in a playoff game, and they're going to win that game as well. The Jags are not losing again this season until the divisional round. And he- I said two months ago, and you guys, I don't know if you did, Greg, because you're so smart about stuff. Maybe you didn't laugh at me. <laughs> I know Brew and Wilds did. I said Trevor's already a top-ten quarterback. And I've thought about this, oh, and we can show you his numbers gosh. since week nine. I think it's pretty hard to argue he's not a top-five quarterback already. In fact... Mahomes, Burrow, and I'll throw in Josh Allen, are the only three guys I think you can definitively say are better than him. Herbert, Hurts, uh, Brady—you want to include him? Still, are all in the argument. <laughs> yeah, I want to include. Well, we, we, you're, you're, i mean, you think the Bucks stink? So yeah, they're they're definitely going to beat Tennessee, and I think they're going to win their first playoff game.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're going to beat you. Tennessee. Oh gosh, uh, look. Last night what we saw, obviously Vrabel, they, they made a decision. Like Malik Willis, he, he hasn't cut it out when he's gotten the starts. We know the numbers. Josh Dobbs gives him a better chance. Clearly gives him a better chance. I don't think it's going to be a route by any means or any stretch, but with the way that Trevor Lawrence and this Jacksonville Jaguars team is playing, they have a little win streak going. They got momentum. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Like, they're playing the Texans. They lost to the Fris- Texans. Frisky Texans. Yeah. They, they are frisky. They're not going to roll over. Like, and, and the Jags understand that, which is why you. this is, a, this is still a really good game. You're going to get that opponent that thinks that they can really beat you and derail you a little bit. So you play your guys. You allow them to carry that momentum into what will then in week 18 be a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. Like so they Trevor's would gonna have. He will get two playoff, get two playoff games yeah, exactly. right away. Like exactly. It's I like this, oh, this team. So I great. like where Trevor Lawrence is headed. And I've, I've said this. Like if you don't have a quarterback going into the postseason yeah. that you can re- truly rely on and yep. believe in, you don't have a shot.
1: Exactly. And they have Trevor. The prince who yeah. was
0: promised playing half a game. Can I give us play him half a game against the Texans?
1: No. That should be if enough. they take care of business Let's early. Take, yeah. It's fine. Sure, half a game. Top five. You with me on top five? Not even close. Top five, dead or alive? Not even. Close. <laughs> I can't get <laughs> <give laughs> it. A top five. God. Top five. He's Make a like, top oh. five list that doesn't have Trevor Lawrence on it. I dare you. You look <laughs> ridiculous.
3: Okay, quick math. and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math see how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April 15th NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to NetSuite.com slash FTF NetSuite.com slash FTF NetSuite.com slash FTF
0: uh, Greg Jennings Bowl 12 and 3 Vikings three-point underdogs in Lambeau Sunday afternoon must win for the Pack. So, Greg, do you expect the Rodgers to keep playoff hopes alive? And before you answer, know that Speak on After Us asked a similar question and felt the wrath of Weezy F. Baby afterwards, oh. saying to everyone on Speak, please keep that same energy if the Pack make it to the playoffs. So, Greg, tread carefully. Okay. Do you well, believe in the Packers?
2: In, in this game this week – I do, with the caveat. Okay, Christian Watson. If he plays, I pick the Packers.
1: And he's going to be a game-time decision.
2: And he he will be a game-time decision. If he does not play, I can't pick this team. Because Aaron Rodgers and this offense looks a lot better, and they are better, with Christian Watson in that lineup. How how full circle did this come? Hmm. How full circle did this come? Look at these numbers. Completion percentage with yards per pass with passing rating with. And then look at without. Now, we all recount the time week one, their first offensive possession. Who'd they throw that deep ball to? Who didn't make that play? And who didn't Aaron Rodgers lean back into that entire game? Put him in
1: timeout for six And
2: now all of a sudden, this young man is really, truly the key to the success of this offense. Not just in the passing game, but in the running and the jet sweep game. His speed has been electrifying when you look at their success Offensively, it gives them a huge advantage. I think with Patrick Peterson the way he's played all year, he's been look, Pat P, I love you. You've Hall been saying famer. you've been saying a lot of prayers because yeah. he's gotten beat a lot this year that either the receiver dropped the ball or the the pass thrower overthrew him. So, in this week if Christian Watson plays,
1: yeah. I go with Packers. See, I think you're focused on the wrong receiver, corner. I'm, I'm not. Jair Alexander, maybe he didn't mean to, but he talked a little bit of trash. He did. I, and I believe him that the, when he said fluke, he wasn't acting like Justin Jefferson's not awesome. But he called Justin Jefferson, baptizing him in week one, something of a fluke. The he problem did. is this. The last three games, every game Justin Jefferson has played against the Packers since his rookie season. He has, in those last three games, four touchdowns, 411 yards. He has annihilated this matchup. And I think that right now, because the Packers are on a three-game winning streak, we have overrated how well Rodgers has played Back. and how good they actually are. In the first game of the winning streak against the Bears, who right, are going to have the first or the second pick of the draft, they were down 19-10 to 10 against the Bears going into the fourth quarter. And then Watson went off, actually, mm-hmm. and is what turned that game around. They, they, they dominated the Rams. I give them credit for that. That was Baker's second game there. And against Miami, they won the turnover battle 4-1. to one. They were plus 3 in the plus minus after Tua started throwing the ball to them. For the record... Thirty three times this year in the NFL a team has won the turnover battle by at least three. Those teams are thirty two and one. The only team to overcome it is of course the Chiefs because there's the type of things they do. But other than that, you can't lose if you're plus three if you're the plus three in the turnover battle. That was an amazing bit of television. What What do you mean? You turn the ball over. I'm just telling you, thirty two and one. People in America's probably wondering who's the one. What's the one team to overcome? It happens to be quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes. I just like to inform the audience, paint the the whole picture. I'm just letting you know. Who gave up the turnover? were fumbled, punt returns, things like that. It wasn't Patrick. Doesn't worry about that. Here's the point. Point is this. Green Bay's looked impressive to me once all year. The Cowboys game. The fourth quarter of the Cowboys game. Down 28-14. Fourth quarter in overtime. And if we could show you Aaron's numbers on the winning streak. I did this earlier in the week, but Mm -hmm. I just want to reiterate it. They are not winning because Aaron turned a corner. He's... Been actually, those numbers are worse than his season-long numbers, and his season-long numbers were the worst of his career. Yeah. But so I, I think Minnesota's going to win. I think Minnesota's better. I think Minnesota's played better all year. I think Minnesota's the best player on the field in Justin Jefferson. I think Minnesota's going right, to. Can I read some?
0: It's the Vikings' defense is terrible. Recent yeah. quarterbacks against the Vikings: Daniel Jones goes for three thirty-four. Golf goes for four twenty-five and two touchdowns. Mike White. We had to We're jettison poor Zach Wilson, 369. And, Greg, you know who else had a career game? Who was that? Oh, the dirtiest player in the league. Uh-huh. Oh, you dirty, dirty dog, <laughs> Mac Jones. 382 and two touchdowns. So if there was ever <laughs> a nice little recipe for Aaron Rodgers to get right, isn't it that Vikings defense? Well, he doesn't have to have this, like, hey, 225, one touchdown. I'm Aaron but Rodgers.
1: Here's the thing, Greg. It's the, the Vikings defense is bad. They're not as bad as the Bears defense. And and Rodgers hasn't thrown for 260 yards once all year. Like that true? Yeah, yeah. I I said it is definitely true. Just like again, the only team to overcome three turnover deficit this year is the Chiefs. (laughs) 260 doesn't seem. He hasn't thrown for 260 once all year, and so I just I don't I think the narrative on Monday is going to be, well, damn. I guess we get one game to see Jordan Love play. That seems like a wasted opportunity. I love Jordan Love. No, I, I like, I like I trying love to get Jordan information love. when you can get it, and the Packers trying to trick themselves into thinking they were going to go from 4-8 and eight to the playoffs has make them squander what could be the only silver lining of the season. That's it. They saw okay.
0: Jordan Love against the Chiefs.
1: But he played again this year, and he was good. Okay, so can I say
2: something really Please. quick? Please. Because this game is played where? In Lambeau. Oh, yeah. it's played in Lambeau. The reason why I picked the Packers to lose week one is because I didn't think that they would have the chemistry, the continuity, ready to play against a, a team that l- I felt like was going to be a well-oiled machine, and particularly offensively in yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. you had him going to the Super Bowl. Now, think, So, you know, now, he did now, not. He had I him did winning not. the division. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I did not. Sorry. And I had Kirk Cousins as my dark horse MVP, mm-hmm. MVP yeah. which he's kind of sharing that still mm-hmm. because of Justin Jefferson's play. Sure. Anyway, but when you look at what the Green Bay Packers are doing right now, it's not really truly about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers needs help. Yeah. Like, just like Tom Brady needs help, just like a lot of quarterbacks needs help. Christian Watson, his impact, being there, his presence. And now that everyone knows that defense set – and particularly their passing game. It's horrendous, dead last. You put him out there, you pose him as a threat, no matter where he's at on the field, you have defenders thinking about what are they going to do with him. It creates opportunities for other guys. It opens up their running game. It just adds another element. It doesn't Add pressure to Aaron Rodgers. It just puts pressure on a defense because now you have to pay attention to everybody if he's out there. All right, let's turn our attention to Greg's uh, MVP, Kirk
0: Cousins. Dark horse. Dark horse. Well, uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin really Jefferson good. Oh, went to bat for Kirk Cousins, tweeting this at another show. All the Kirk criticism has to stop! Double exclamation point! I understand you hate the dad swag. I personally hate. You know, I personally like it. A little yeah, bit. of course. Uh, but come on, his numbers are right with your MVP candidates. No, they're not.
1: Uh. No, they're not. Justin.
0: Also, Justin Jefferson is an MVP candidate. Yeah, so everybody, he's, kind of he's got a lot of there. MVP takes. What's the question here, Wilds? What are we asking about? I Kurt don't know. Cousins? I just thought it was like a semi-shot at Mahomes, and then we could just turn you loose. No,
1: I th- listen, I just think the idea, hey, Kirk Cousins is the only, one of the only athletes that everyone agrees on, and everyone's right. He's fine. Not Justin Jefferson. Well, yeah, but that's his teammate.
2: And he but, has 123 catches. Yeah, 17.
1: I mean, listen, everyone knows that Kirk Cousins is just good enough for you to be like, ah, he's okay. Ah, he can win a division. Hi, and I'm Derek Carr. I think he he is in that. They, they, they row in the same boat together. And I think that also you I feel like.
2: I take over Derek Carr. What? I'd say Kirk over yeah, yeah,
1: I agree with okay. you. Yeah. I, but I, but I, I think if we're doing board. like a quarterback tiers type of thing, Ooh, it could I think Carr and Cousins are in that same tier, which is if he's your quarterback, you're probably not wanting to move on from I know the Raiders just didn't move on from Carr, or they are. But also you expect him to cost you in the playoffs. So I think the Vikings, like I think everyone in the media understands, hey, Kirk's fine. And also, Kirk every, will probably say everybody the, in the media, and, but also because probably understand. Kirk will be the reason they—they—they they, they, no. And, but they also understand. Go Greg course. Kirk will probably be the reason they lose. Like that, they if they if they get to round two against San Francisco, Kirk will have two interceptions and probably a lost fumble, and they lose. Like he's not a big game player, and he's just you know, fine.
2: I, I disagree with you there. This year, I don't think Kirk will be the reason they lose. I think their defense will be the reason that they lose because they're just that poor uh, as far as in the passing game. Kirk Cousins is properly rated. Like he's not, yeah. he doesn't tip the scale to give them wins. He, you don't look at Kirk Cousins and say, oh, we got Kirk. We're going to be fine." Exactly. That's the problem with Kirk Cousins, and nothing that he does outside of after they win and putting on the chains and all the little dances and all that, you look at him and say, "Oh man, that, that guy, he's he's putting on a show." Yeah,
0: right. That that's, that's it. Actually, why it's interesting, like, oh, look, he kind
1: of looks. The like The reason
2: guy. why Kirk Cousins is having so much success
1: is because of is Justin. because
2: they got the best receiver in football yeah, right now. Yes. MVP. Yeah, MVP. Oh. Candidate. MVP candidate. No, he's the MVP. Well, Greg, That's a strong take I'm for just, I'm the end like of 2022. You know, Nick didn't even. <laughs> he can't even look me well, in the eyes. Just, <laughs> he's not, he's Tom, not,
0: he's, Tom Brady. <laughs> big news next. First things first. I like that tease. Big news. Uh, <laughs> Panthers at Bucks. Fox, 1 p.m. Both teams under 500. But the Panthers have won three of four while the Bucks. Have kept their season afloat thanks to the late-game heroics by the goat. Here's Brady's game plan. Take a listen. We have an opportunity now to 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 do something really positive, and that's you know
4: that's be, you know beat a team that's been playing well, and um, you know I think they've won four or five or something like that, and uh, they're playing hard. They run the ball well. They're good
0: good on defense. Um, you know, really well prepared. So it's a big you know it's a big challenge. It's a great opportunity. Um, and you just, you don't take it for granted. You just go out there and you, you cut it loose and you, you play your best. And, uh, you know, that's what this team has an opportunity to do. Do you expect backwards hat Brady
1: to cut it loose? <laughs> I know, bad beat for Colin Cowherd and Tom Brady oh, no. rocking the backwards Great. hat. Epic. Uh, I do. And if I'm one of the last people in the media that seems to still think that the Bucks could be dangerous this postseason. If they don't show glimpses of that in this game, then I will join the rest of the media. Hmm. Because this game, Greg, the, the opportunity for them, because of the NFL's silly playoff formatting, they win this game, Greg. They get a bye. They, they can rest hmm. in Week 18. And if I know anything about 45-year-olds working with one right there, it's that they like their rest. So, you we know, walk into Wild's <laughs> office sometimes taking a little nippy nap during the middle of the day. <laughs> it's been hard get getting, getting these there. takes together. And, uh it's It's kind of ridiculous that the Bucks could win this game and just lock up the division, but they do, and they would rest Brady, and they would rest their O-line, and they would rest their older players. And so th- this is, if they have a playoff gear, they will activate it in this game. They, they, when they played the Panthers earlier this year, it was one of the biggest upsets of the NFL season. They were 13-point favorites and they got beat 21-3 by P.J. Walker. And so, and the Panthers, by the way, this past week ran the ball for 320 yards on the Lions. So it is they are a team that's hot right now and a team that obviously believes they could, they should be the division champions in the NFC South. So if the Bucs are going to show that they have anything, this is the week where they do it. And if they do, then I think they will be dangerous with an. Extra week of rest playing Dallas and round.
2: I agree. They are going to cut it loose. They've been cutting it loose all season, <laughs> okay. and it's not done nothing. Tom Brady has thrown the ball more than anybody in football.
1: He might like, set the all-time record. Like, this year. like so he's, he's like, how
2: much more can he cut it loose? <laughs> Good point. And and they're averaging in their last six three games sixteen points. What 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 are you doing? That's cutting it loose. I'm not afraid if I'm if I'm the Carolina Panthers. We beat you before. We average. Almost eight yards a carry with Foreman, 6.5 with our rushing attack. Mm -hmm. Like, this is – they know how to beat this team. They're not afraid of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I just don't believe that they can score. I continue to be the one that repeats this. They cannot score the football. They average 17 points a game. Not great. The last three games, the Carolina Panthers, they've been able to run the ball. They're averaging about 28 points a game. They're not – I'm sorry – I'm sorry. They can't say the burst Nick. bubble. Hold on, can, but you,
1: you can just jump over can here. Can I ask now. you guys an honest question? Yeah. If this were round one of the playoffs in Tampa, Carolina and Sam Darnold in Tampa Bay against this Bucs team, you would be picking Carolina? Because this is a playoff. This is a playoff. I gonna say, This is a playoff game. This is for, a playoff game, which yeah. is why I do not believe Sam Darnold is going on the road and beating Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. But I can, do not believe but can that.
0: Can Sam Darnold score fourteen points? He like, hasn't I,
2: had to. Well, that's well, was, I'm not not to score fourteen
1: points, but he hasn't
2: had to be spectacular. He just has had to not turn the ball over and make sure that they can run the ball and everything opens up in the passing game from then on. Like, this Bucks team, they don't, you're not afraid of them they, because they can't score.
0: They haven't scored 23 points since the Kansas City game, which was a lot of garbage time. Yep. They have two first-quarter touchdowns all year. Their halftime scores, 6-6 against the Cardinals, 28-0 against the 49ers. I'll give you a pass on that. But then 10-3 against the Saints. It's just not oh. happening. Oh, I was and it's like, well, asleep. what are you going to do? Like, Brady throws the ball more. Like oh, no,
1: they can't get they, the running game they, going. They, they were up 17-3 on the Bengals a couple weeks ago at halftime. Yeah, what are you out. doing? That just happened. Well, we well, just okay, one, we just saw well, that one game. What are they doing in the second half? No, they then melted they down. Okay,
0: they switched but the first half. They the showed
1: right, but they showed a bit of a spark there against a really good team. You guys, <laughs> listen, I'm not a Brady fan nor an apologist. He is not losing a must-win game to Sam Darnold in his He's building. He's not
0: the run, the Wait. lack of a rushing game. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> absolutely. All right, they throw fine. the ball 55 times. They yeah, just I, sit back. and I grab think this it. is going to be 24 to six, Tampa. I, I buy 24 to six. Okay. I'm rooting for Brady. Okay, I'm just telling you what I think is going to
0: happen. Okay. Hey, coming move. up next. Uh, Mahomes losing his MVP. What is happening? What? Who picks these clubs? clubs not me. I and you. Justin I Jefferson? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, news out of Philadelphia is that Jalen Hurts is now doubtful. This came as a shock to some people on the staff. It came as a, like, yeah, obviously, to your old pal Kevin Wilds. Nick Sirianni been playing fast and loose with the facts about this injury for too long. Obviously, he's not playing. But, Greg, do you think it's smart for the Eagles to be cautious
2: with Jalen? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's the only way you have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. He has to be healthy. Yeah. You don't run the risk of having your MVP player mm-hmm. play against a team that you feel like your team can beat without him on the field. There's no reason. And I get it. Everyone's worried about the time that he's been out. It'll be almost a month the next time Jalen Hurts sees the field.
1: If he doesn't play, if next he week.
2: doesn't play, exactly, if he doesn't play next week, no. which if he doesn't play not this not week, a long time. If he doesn't play this week and they get the win, there's no reason you're playing them against Oof. the Giants. Oof. You can't do it. Like everything that Jalen Hurts is, that he provides to this team, instinctively, is physicality. Like, he's their bruiser guy. Like, so if he drops back, yes, he's going to throw, and he probably feels good when he's throwing right now because he's in practice. Nobody can touch the quarterback. Well, if anything happens in the limited time, if you were to play him, if anything happens to him and it sets him back, you just ruin your chances right there. I don't believe anybody right now at this table believes that Gardner Minshew can do what
1: uh, Nick Foles did with the Eagles I, no, <laughs> a in seventeen. Of, you know, Philly special, you
2: run. No, no.
3: no Jalen Hurts is the most important player. That, I agree with that, but I also
1: don't it. think Philly can go into the playoffs limping, figuratively or literally. I think Philadelphia needs to play a game with Jalen Hurts at less than a hundred percent. Without Lane Johnson. See, that's why and I think they don't. You're too vulnerable up front. But, but you're, you're assuming that he's going to get back to 100% in time. And what I'm saying is Philadelphia, they were hot. They were the last undefeated team. Then they lost one game, but it felt a little fluky because all the turnovers and people thought they got kind of hosed on some calls. Then they started rolling again. And then all of a sudden, their quarterback gets dinged and they lose their right tackle and Devontae Maddox is out and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's not back and that invincibility has been pierced. I want to see, if I'm Philly, what the offense, can we be an effective offense without Jalen being a bruising power back? Because what if... He can't be a bruising power back again this season. What if we have to be cautious and treat him like a traditional quarterback and not a rugby player on fourth and one? Like, I want to see some of that. I think Phil- and if Philadelphia, the, the Saints, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Nobody at this table does. But they're still alive. So they are still playing for something right now. Mm-hmm. And the Saints, if they beat Philadelphia this weekend, now you're in a whole world of trouble, which is you now have to win in week 18. And in week 18, all of a sudden, it's like, wait, now is this when we put Jalen back in? Is this when we experiment so, with but
2: stuff? But yes, Nick, think about what, you're just, mm-hmm. what you just said. Like they would be in a must-win situation. Now you put your guy in. They're not in a must-win situation right now. So why put him in that? Like, even if they didn't run the design runs and all of that, you can't. Look at Josh Allen. They've been telling, don't run, go down. Instinctively, he j- that's just not how he's wired. I, neither is Lamar Jackson, and neither is Jalen Hurts.
1: I think Philly, I, I think there are a lot of flashing red warning signs that this team, even if they get the bye, is a one-and-done playoff team. Wow. And I think it should, it's worth note, in the last three years prior to this season, last three seasons, if you remove the Chiefs who don't lose early in the playoffs, there are six teams that have had a bye. Those six teams are 3-3. Three and three. The Titans lost with a bye. The Ravens lost with a bye. The <clears throat> Packers lost with a bye. A bye, maybe it's because home field advantage isn't as powerful as it mm-hmm. once was. Maybe because of parity in the league. The bye is not... The automatic put-you-into-the-conference championship no, it's, weekend it's, it's the way not. it once was. And for a team that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience and now is a banged-up quarterback, what I wouldn't want is my quarterback not playing for a month and, and going into the playoffs limping. I wouldn't right. want that.
0: But. You know, we'll be in uh, Arizona for the Super Bowl for some shows. Mm-hmm. Might be a little rough for you. Those Eagles fans travel pretty well. If you the think they're going to the go underway. to
1: watch the Niners play the Chiefs? That'd be real dedication to football. Go all the way from Philadelphia to Arizona <laughs> to watch the Niners play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Tag, uh, more power to you. The greatest coach of all time was asked about the dirtiest player in
0: all of football ahead of a must-win game against the Dolphins. You dirty, dirty dog, Mac Jones. But Take- speaking for yourself, do you think Mac, in your experience, is a dirty player?
4: Yeah, I'm not going to sit up here and comment about I mean, if we go through, go through the rest of the roster and ask the same questions, right? your opinion isn't clear yeah my right right now my focus is on Miami Dolphins it's not on some other game some other play some other year what somebody else said or didn't say like we're trying to get ready for the Dolphins and so that's where it's at so honestly I don't even think about those things
1: you know I ask you
0: if
4: your quarterback's a dirty player and I know things that you say to us you would say to any of the players yeah again I'm thinking about the Dolphins that's really what I'm thinking about so I'm not going to go into like Last year, some other else's comments, some other game, some other situation, like, I don't know, whatever it is, it is. Whatever it was called it was called, that's what it is. I'm on to the Dolphins. So I base my relationships on my direct relationship with that person. That's what I feel like is important. You want to construct it differently, then that's up to you, but that's not the way I do it.
1: Thank you. What the How- perfect what you response. How is that a better response than this? I'll be Belichick, you be the reporter. Ask me if Mac's dirty. Is is, uh, Mac Jones the baby goat Uh, football's Freddy Krueger? He's not a dirty player, and I'm not talking about it anymore. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with one sentence saying no? That wasn't that bad to be 100%. Okay, yeah. What's wrong? What is the the downside to Belichick just flatly being like, I'm sick of being asked this. No, of course he's not a dirty player. Max already talked about it. I'm not talking about it again. You can still do all the we're on to Miami. I'm not talking about this that you always do while also asserting that you don't think he's a dirty player. Why would you not? You are actually inviting more questions by not answering the question. You
2: are. And if this was Matthew Judon or anybody else on that team, I I, I find it hard to believe that he would just dismiss it and not address the fact that one of his players – it's not a dirty player, period. Yeah. But it's, he, look, this is who Bill Belichick is. So, I mean, I don't expect him to say he's a dirty player. I don't expect him to say he's not a dirty player. I expect him to do exactly what he just did. That's great. Act as though the most important thing, not that it's not, is the Dolphins, but also leave us room to just have our own imaginations running. And the, the film tells us, I don't want to speak for you or you. The film tells me, Mac Jones has a history of dirty acts <gasps> that would classify him as a dirty player. Correct. Oh, my Greg's goodness right. gracious. What are we going to do? The dirtiest, dirtiest, <laughs> oh, dirty, dirty, dirty dog, Mac Jones. <laughs> yes. The dirtiest
0: player in the yes. league. I would prefer... Exactly what Bell Belichick did. You know what? I'm 100% focused on the Miami Dolphins. I don't care about Like, you want to bring up the Brian Burns gator roll. Mm-hmm. They, they squashed that beef. Okay. You know, and you know when they did it? When Mac Jones was hitting the gritty in the Pro Bowl. Not actually during the gritty, but, you know, during the game. I don't care about Mac Jones being a dirty player. Belichick doesn't care about being a dirty okay. player. We're locked in. That's fine. Laser focused on the like, Dolphins. Y-
1: but you need to be laser focused on this game for one other reason. Why? And I hate to bring this up to you on Friday, going into a weekend. Are you emotionally prepared that this Sunday against the Dolphins might be the last time Mac Jones starts for the Patriots? Oh, come on. Hold hold on a second. Wait a second. If they lose, they're eliminated. If they're eliminated, it's on the board. Bailey Zappi plays week 18. You think that brady might be the quarterback next year are you prepare are you emotionally preparing yourself for the final 3 hours and 20 minutes of watching mac jones play for your patriots yeah
0: i don't know just i don't, I don't team, really right? deal in those hypothetical okay. we're going to deal with <laughs> The Dolphins, really, okay. right now. I, I'm a, what I'm might just, happen, what might not happen. I'm just trying to help you out. What man. might happen six months from now and two Greg, weeks Greg, I'm just now, trying to be a good really friend. Really just locked in on the Dolphins. Okay, that's fine. The I'm dolphins, just trying to help you out. And then beating the Bills and getting gonna it the It's going to be sad To you. play the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> okay. I, I don't erase that part. I'm not. Part <laughs> I'm actually just focused on that. Upset alert. Coming up next, hottest segment all sports television. Think about how hot it was when you used to get them right. It is now time for the 2022 finale of the only segment on television that you have to watch while wearing oven mitts. It's Upsettler. Now, as you know, I'm basically perfect on the year. Now, I'm not statistically perfect like an equation, perfect like a child's laughter <laughs> or mother's love. The essence of it, perfect. So stay tuned for my pick. But right now, Nick, take
1: it away. All right. As the audience also knows, I usually don't do upset alerts. No. However, after you know we've been diving into the ratings at the end of the year, and we've seen this segment. Round Halloween, crater, highest rated segment of this uh, year. Oh, what happened? And then just week by week, as that's, Wild's picks got worse and worse and worse. Not and worse. true. Literally, I mean, you can just literally across America. Why you started told around show, Aaron Four o'clock on Friday, you heard. You, everyone was like, "What was that sound I just heard?" And it's like, "Oh, it's everyone changing the channel before Wild's upset alert pick." It's just what the data told me, man. The <laughs> Tom, I walked to Molville. It's not my. So they said, <laughs> Nick, come in and say. Okay. Me. So. The only way to do it is to put two teams on upset alert. My first pick, New England and the Packers, both on upset alert. This is, I can't believe how easy of a segment this is. Hey, I get two of the better teams and their underdogs. Okay, the two teams with real offenses and their underdogs, no problem. Miami is going to be fine with Teddy Bridgewater. New England, meanwhile, is bottom five offensively in almost every category except for running the football. But the guy who they run the football with, Ramondre Stevenson, the last couple weeks has had an issue holding on to the football. One time by lateraling it to Jacoby Myers, which led to the worst play in NFL history. The other time, by fumbling in inside the 10 yard line where they should have beaten the Bengals. On the other hand, again, Minnesota, they have the best receiver in football and an explosive offense, a Packers defense that has been, let's call it, underwhelming all year, and we don't even know if the Packers' best offensive weapons are going to be there. So, we're going to tell you right now you put the Packers, I'm sorry, the Dolphins and the Vikings together. Because they're both three-point underdogs or smaller. This is not a gambling – excuse me. You put it This together. is upset alert. It's not a gambling set. Okay, well, you put it together, you get plus 460. That's, that's better Nick's than the Raiders picks. on the money line. Well, that's oh coming up God. later as well. Pats and Packers, both that. on upset alert. There it is. That's how you do it, Wilds. Okay. I'm was, letting you know. Greg, go right ahead. Solid it's, big, plus. it's hard to follow that, I understand. Solid
2: B+. That, that, I'm not mad at it, but for me, I'm going back down to Tampa. Oh, wow. You've wow. been hot on this. I'm, I'm, I can't let it go. I got my mitts on my other mitts. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't, I can't let it go. Like the Panthers are going to upset Nick's beloved okay, Tampa Bay not, Buccaneers. Oh, they are your beloved right okay, now. Okay, let's you let's and hold your down. love for Tom Brady mm-hmm. and getting the buy for next week and all of that. And Dallas going to be scared about. Yeah, all, yeah, it's real. The, but the Panthers are going to put it to bed because the Panthers are going to beat them. The Bucks cannot. Stop the run against the Panthers. I said against the Panthers because the first time they rushed for, for over 170 something yards, who was their quarterback?
1: PJ you, Walker.
2: Who was their quarterback?
1: PJ Walker.
2: And what did he do? Two touchdowns, yeah. no interceptions, 177 yards against a Bucks defense that really hasn't lived up to the bill either. Offensively, we know. They can't score. I've been saying it all afternoon and all week. They can't score. The Panthers are averaging 27 points a game right now with, yes, Sam Darnold. And guess what he's not doing? Turning the ball over. Keys. And guess what they are doing? They're able to run the ball. Facts. And if you can keep the ball away from Tom Brady, they already can't score when he has the ball when he's throwing for 400 times a game. The Panthers. Can I ask you a quick upset. question, Greg?
1: Your Bucks. Do you think the Panthers are going to blow the Bucks out? I don't think they're going to blow them out. Okay, but then then that's why I, I didn't think you would. You think if this is a close, anything the Bucks have shown you this year is that if it's a close game, they, if Tom Brady puts his little pixie dust on the field, the other team starts imploding and they look good for the yeah, first time all game. Yeah, but I'm
2: betting on Steve Wilkes to not give the games away just like the New Orleans Saints did, like the Rams, like that all these teams just, you know what, Let's just let's just back up and just let's That's see it. if Tom Brady will beat us. Well, you know what he can do if you just back everybody off of him? He can beat you. That's not going to happen this week. Okay. okay.
0: Now, for the season finale, Puxitani Phil is about right. to make his pick. Now, do you know why they call me the Puxitani Phil of football? Why? You why? should know by now. Why? Is it because I'm covered in fur and live in a log? No. Just a coincidence. It's because I can see the future. Friendly reminder. See this? See this? <laughs> It's called upset alert. It's not called outright win. Broncos in Kansas oh. City. It's a, it's a, it is a a two-touchdown spot. I like this. Here's the thing, Nick. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. Just oh, 10,000 feet. Yeah. Do the Broncos have good players? Yeah. Yeah. Do the Broncos have a good defense? Yeah. yeah. Do the Broncos have good wide receivers? Yeah. yeah. Does Russell Wilson's best game was against... The Broncos. No, he plays for the Broncos. <laughs> Russell Wilson's best game was against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. The there Kansas City Chiefs. We're a little <laughs> frazzled because this upset alert is yeah. hot.
2: Yeah. It's
0: like when your car starts to overheat, things start oh, going yeah, it's hot
2: over here. Uh-huh. So
0: here's the thing, it's not called outright win alert. It is called upset alert. And Greg keyed me in on the main thing. That's why it's a little bit of a duo. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a duet upset alert. Yeah. Because Greg said those guys are going to play hard. A little bit extra hard for their position coach, correct? They are. Rather than now that Nathaniel Hackett is out of there. So I'm putting the Chiefs officially on upset alert. Why did the – what happened – we just made. Why did the thing change on the screen? Because it's called upset alert. We know what you're going to say. What? Oh, wilds. You you picked them to outright win. Yeah, That's you did. Not the name That's of the when segment. it was good. That's when the
1: segment was the good. segment's excellent. When Look you at the YouTube comments. The Seahawks to beat these Broncos back when the Broncos were supposed to be really good. I don't know, see a double it. Double digit favorite. I don't see it. You don't see what? I don't see the win. I come out of the log, I look around. If I don't see the win, I don't say
0: it. I see a close game. Maybe a win. Maybe a win. See, okay. But it's going to be very, very close. And you, final, final bit. Yeah, go ahead. Before we get to Nick's picks, win you Uh some money. Uh, You were nervous about this. I was
1: never nervous. Yes, you were. I you was, were nervous. Yes, we have was. it on tape. Yes, oh, you was. were nervous. Run the tape. We can't. We have a tape issue. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We can't do that. that I was quickly. never nervous. I simply said the Broncos had quit under Hackett, and now they might unquit under their new, uh, under their interim head coach. But then I found out the new head coach was the dude who he <laughs> hired to run the clock for. Yeah. Who has never been a head coach anywhere. They didn't promote one of these positional coaches. It's not a win one for the Gipper situation. This guy hasn't been in any positional meetings. He's been crunching numbers, playing Madden. And now he's got a coach against the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me a break. They lost 14 straight against the Chiefs. They lost 10 straight against Patrick Mahomes. Play it's it a close. terrible upset alert. It, it is It is no way to end the season. To, I'm sorry, to end the calendar year. Season finale. Season finale. But to make up for that terrible pick. It's time for Knicks' picks! There we go, Knicks' picks. Now we got to tell you something, America. Last week, we got screwed. I'm not going to say they were bad picks. I'm going to tell you, I liked all the picks. What? Browns Yikes. were up 10 nothing. They're up ten, wow. nothing, oh, and then they fell apart. The Raiders, I'm getting two and a half okay. points. They're up ten to six okay. with a minute left. Okay. Scott Van Pelt does this, this segment,
0: segment already. We don't want to hear your bad beats. Okay. We
1: want to hear. We want to win I some don't money. I interrupt your little punxsutawney field <laughs> babbling. Let me finish. The Bears had a halftime lead. I'm catching eight and a half. They fall apart. But luckily, I had been so excellent all year. We're still. Living in profit land. But we need a good week this week. First one, going to Monday night. I get the better team. They're at home. And I get a point and a half. Thank you. I will take it. Bengals, plus one and a half at home against the Bills. Oh, Buffalo. The number one seed. I hope everybody takes a picture of the standings in Buffalo, prints it out, and has it laminated at your local Kinkos. Because in 96 hours from now, you won't be the one seed. You won't even be the two seed anymore. You'll be the three seed. When Joe Burrow invites you into Cincinnati, beats you, he takes the two seed. And who would that make the one seed? Oh, yes. The Kansas City Chiefs after they beat the Denver Broncos this weekend. Cincinnati plus point and a half. They went out right in the game of the year. Next one. We don't like to lay big numbers in Knicks picks. But sometimes we have no choice. Niners laying nine and a half against Jared Stidham and the Raiders. Let me ask you guys a question. How many points do the Niners have to score to beat the Raiders by at least 10? My answer is 14. I don't think the Raiders can score more than 3 in this football game. So I don't need Brock Purdy to be great. I don't need Christian McCaffrey to do much, but the Niners need this game. They are alive for the 1 and they are trying to catch Minnesota for the 2 so that divisional round game they would be hosting it. The Raiders, meanwhile, are done. I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae Adams says, ah, little stomach bug, I'm not playing in this game without my guy Derek Carr. We know the Raiders are done for the season, laying 9.5 points, no problem. And lastly, I already gave you a bit of this, but it this could be America our last chance oh, to bet goodness. against Mac Break. Jones. Everybody, this is a better, bigger holiday than New Year's Day. It could be our last time, chance as a collective to win money on the right arm of Mac Jones. And we're getting points? We're getting two and a half and points? When the other team has the better quarterback and the better team and the better record, we'll take it. So, Cincinnati, the better team at home getting points. The Niners playing a team that just benched their quarterback. And the Dolphins playing the worst offense in the league, and they're getting points no problem. Those are our three picks of the week. Excellent job. Two out of three. Thank you. If you're going to talk about Mac Jones, please call him the dirtiest player in
0: the league. (laughs) Coming up next, Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott combo segment. Never know what I'm up to here. (laughs) You never quite know. Switching the show around. only two segments left in 2022 we promise you this one will be excellent box bet nfl mvp odds oh patrick mahomes number one but barely hanging on that's Her- not true well it's minus 500. I, uh, yeah but uh, the, the lines are moving <laughs> okay hurts burrow then allen yeah. nick mm-hmm. you're a little bit nervous about this one mm-hmm. anything mahomes can do to lose the mvp
1: in a just world, <laughs> no, of course not. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, if you're a gambler, either Burrow or Allen is going to be around even money come Tuesday. Really? Yeah, because here's what's going to happen this weekend. Nobody's going to watch Chiefs-Broncos because it's only on locally. What about upset? And, alert? It's, and despite Wilds' upset alert, the game's going to be boring. The Chiefs are going to win easily, and I don't think Mahomes is going to have some shocking numbers because I think they're going to try to play a quick game, Greg, get their guys out of there, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And then Burrow and Allen play each other, and by definition, someone's going to win that game. And if Allen wins it, it essentially locks up the one seed. If Burrow wins it, they have the tied for the best record in the conference. Where they'll be tied, I'm sorry, second best record in the conference, but tied with Buffalo and go ahead of them. And you know what the narrative's going to be come Tuesday morning? Wait a minute. Whoever won that game. Didn't this quarterback beat Patrick Mahomes? And the other one. Isn't this guy? Wait, so you're telling me that Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes and beats Josh Allen, and he's the defending AFC champion, why isn't he the MVP? And I just uh, you can set your watch to it. So Mahomes, I they're not going to lose this weekend, but even without losing, if he just has another boring perfect game like he did against Seattle, it'll hurt him. So no, I don't think I don't think Mahomes -500s means he's a lock. I don't think he's a lock. I think the winner of Bills, Bengals, that quarterback is going to have a hell of a lot of momentum going into the final week of the year from the media horde that doesn't want Patrick Mahomes to get what's rightfully his. That's what I th-
2: I completely disagree. Wow. Patrick Mahomes is a lock, man. Wow, I know, he's a lock. Yeah. Like I can't believe that you're even giving. See, I think what you're doing, you're just what? leaning into what the media is going to stir well, up. Well, the media
1: votes. Yeah, he's trying, I understand
2: he's what to... you're saying, but it's, I don't even think even with the stellar game with, from any one of those two, yes, they're going to stir it up. But Patrick Mahomes is a clear lock. Oh, he's this... been he's been the MVP all year. Oh, wow. When you look at what he's been able to do with this Greg, team, you're too
0: rational. I... There's a lot of recency bias in this no, entire MVP it's, race. It's,
2: it's really simple, we get, we get so bored when, when we see a guy do it over and over and over again like Patrick Mahomes. I don't give Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit. I got to be honest. Right now, I'm going to be very truthful okay. and honest, which I always am. Yeah, yeah you are. But I don't dislike Patrick Mahomes. You just I dislike really me. I really enjoy Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I don't. That is false. <laughs> I just have to. I can't lean into Patrick Mahomes yeah. when Nick is so just yeah, over the, the top with
1: well, it. I mean, I've just been right at every turn about it. See I mean, what I, I mean? Like, I, would you? I mean, everyone's like, like, oh, Nick, you're so annoying. When he first came in the league, you said he was going to be an instant Hall. Of Famer and win Super Bowls and MVPs, and it's like, yeah, and all of it was true. And so people get—I understand—they get annoyed with that. I get it, and it seems unfair. It's like Nick, you're a LeBron guy, Andrew Mahomes guy. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It hasn't you know what? Happened. To make you feel so- better, mm-hmm.
0: I think. I am also going to become a
1: Mahomes guy. No, you're not.
0: Welcome. Yes. No. You've convinced me. You've spent two years trying to do it. I'm. I'm also a Mahomes guy. If the Patriots get knocked out, I'm going to be a Mahomes guy. You can come. We can all. We can be the Mahomes Mahomes show. No.
1: And you can. And and you'll say the Mahomes stuff, and we'll be like, Yeah, we agree with you, man. Yeah. (laughs) It it won't have the same impact. Yeah. Well. You're not welcome. Watch out! Watch out! Like. If Joe
0: Burrow throws four
1: touchdowns, Josh Allen throws four I
0: touchdowns, told, yes. three and runs for one, I'm does something you. amazing like someone
1: in. has to win that game. And the winner of that game will be that what the narrative will be is they beat Mahomes and they beat this other guy and they are you know they have either the best record, the second best record in football. They come Tuesday. This is going to all of a sudden be a close MVP race unless, of course, this is the week and Mahomes breaks out the behind the back. Hello, if he breaks out the you behind the back. You promised that. He, You'd In preseason, it, has, it hasn't happened. He's got happened. two weeks left to do it, so we'll see. Or the, and the playoffs? Yeah, no, no, it's not a playoff move. That's you a sure? regular season move, for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, other
0: big news is this game last night: Cowboys Titans.
1: Now, this game
0: was a win for Dallas. Greg felt okay, except uh, Dak kept on throwing it to the Titans. Is he his uh, Cowboys' biggest problem?
2: Uh, he's not the biggest problem, but he's he's right up there. Defensively, they've been struggling and they got to find a way to right that ship, get pressure on the opposing quarterback so that their secondary is not covering mm-hmm. longer than they need to. Uh, like. Dak Prescott only leans into what they haven't been doing well defensively. When you throw the ball to the opponent, you're giving them more opportunities to go up against that defense who has been struggling in the passing game in particular. Dak Prescott, going into the postseason, you've got to find a way to not turn the ball over. And I get it. He's He's been talking about, you know, you got to move past mistakes and different things like that. We all understand that. But every single week now, Dak Prescott gets up after every single game, and he talks about, you know, you got to have a short-term memory. Well, you do
1: it every single week. Right. The, the pro, it's not that Dak is the Cowboys' biggest problem. It's that he should be right now their best answer. If you, are, if you want to pick the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl or to go to the Super Bowl, let me say that, your strongest reasoning should be, we're going to have an edge at the quarterback spot That's right. throughout the postseason. We are – take Brady out of it, but Jalen Hurts has played in one playoff game, didn't play well. Kirk Cousins has played in three playoff games, only won one of them. Uh, Brock Purdy's never played in a playoff game. Daniel Jones never played in a playoff game. Uh, Carson Wentz is – thrown like two passes ever in a playoff game, and he got hurt. Taylor Heineke's played one playoff game, didn't play that well. Geno's never played in a playoff game. Darnold's never played in a playoff game. It, Goff hasn't been in the playoffs in a few years and didn't play well in those playoff games. The, the argument should be we have the best quarterback in the conference mm-hmm. that's going to make the postseason of the teams that could go on a real run. But all of a sudden that quarterback can't help himself from turning the ball over. And the first pick was not his fault, Wilds, but the second pick was terrible, and it gave the Titans real life before the half. And it is now, we are he threw a terrible pick against the Texans. He threw a terrible pick against the Jags to lose the game. He threw a pick six against the Eagles to start the game, and then to his credit rallied, and he threw a terrible pick against the Titans. That's four games in a row, not just with turnovers, but with terrible turnovers. And so, isolating the Cowboys are real dangerous, but Dak is picking the worst possible time to have his hottest stretch of turnovers in his career. 14 interceptions, 11 games.
0: Yeah. Uh, coming up next. NBA medals. Yeah. And Monday morning headlines.
1: Oh, future things first. Yeah. yeah. It's, our, it's our favorite
0: newspaper. I think Wilds forgot what segment we were in. I probably did Because it. So didn't, medals time. Not making the medal stand, even though I have unconditional support for him. John Moran against the Raptors. Good pump fake, good dunk. It's 19 nice. To see and 17.
1: You put John just missed, in kind of in honor of Brew. Brew has a here all week. You know, since that is Brew's guy, ever since Ja told you I deserve that. to stay over there and, you know, not switch it up. All right, silver medal, bronze medal. Oh, pardon me. LaMelo <laughs> La Ball. He gets the bronze. His first medal of the year. He's been dealing with an injury 27 10 and 9 Look at this Ooh. for a win for the hornets over the frisky thunder no it's that one silver medal julius randall hey they lost or oh. else this would have been a gold medal worthy performance 41 11 and 7. have they won a single game since you guys made us talk about them on the air and you and brew both were like oh the knicks could be dangerous And I had the courage to say, no, they're the Knicks. They're actually going to fall right back down to earth. Have they won once, Wilds? I'm just curious. I don't know. Gold medal. Ho ho! Oh, looky there! (laughs) My large adult Slovenian son. 35, 12, and 13. Did you know Kevin Wilds? He is the first player in NBA history oh. to over two games oh, have 90, 30, and 20. And no That's one cares true. about that. Oh, okay, well. No one cares. Over two
0: games. Over, over two, two games. Game span. 90,
1: 30, and 20. <laughs> Luca averaging in his last two. 48. I gotta do the math quickly in my head. 16. And 12. 48, 16, and 12. Is that good for you? There's the medal stand from last night in it's the NBA. Final medal stand of 2022. That's hey, pretty good. That's Look, a record it the record for
2: consecutive gold medals.
1: Oh, you no, know, no, what? No, digging. check we got uh, two
0: minutes left, archivals. Greg. Uh it's time for uh Monday morning headlines. Future things first. It's the future's favorite newspaper. It doesn't really exist. Yeah. Uh, what's your headline?
2: We're gonna keep it simple. Danny does it. Oh, oh yes, good. Danny does it. He finds a way to figure out who else can get involved in this Giants offense outside of Saquon is it Isaiah we know slayton has been there he Isaiah had his Isaiah Higgins had his best outing That's last right. week
1: I like that. Does it Giants kind of like sneakily going to they're going to be able to rest if they yeah, work, if they, if they, win, if this they week. win this game I like that hey remember i said that six months ago. You had them winning the division, actually, Wilds. Once again, much like upset alerts, you get something partially right, and then you try to take all the right credit. Uh, Speaking of something that someone got exactly right, uh, picking Patrick Mahomes for MVP. MVP Patrick! And you know what I think we might see this weekend, Wilds? The behind and the back pass? The behind the back pass. That would be lovely. The behind that the back. That would be a pass. treat. If there was ever a way to truly submit the MVP, totally him agree. getting to 11 and 0 against the Broncos in his career by throwing a behind the back pass, maybe to Jarek McKinnon. You know how was,
2: disrespectful that would be? Oh, it would be But it would seal the MVP. It would seal not the like MVP. That. Not like <laughs>
0: that. Not the long one. The All long right, one. go ahead. What's your next Okay, name? mine is similar. I will stick. With uh okay. Chiefs Broncos, and because I called upset alert, <laughs> eh, not too bad. Broncos play the Chiefs kind of close. Okay. That is my upset alert. It's not an outright win, but I think that's a, Russ is kind of enthusiastic for playing them kind of close. But you know what? We lower the okay. bar a little bit. Wilds, don't say it's not. You've been too emotional like this whole year. Next year. What? Just be better. <laughs> okay, good. Thank there goodness. goodness. <laughs>